the activity between God the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. There are creatures and our elders, day and night, around God, who declare, holy, holy, holy is the Lord who rules over all, who was and is and is to come. And they constantly give give glory and honour. There are creatures and there are elders constantly worshipping a worthy, unchanging God. And as we sing and as we read and as we live out, we hear the word holy over and over and over and we worship together and we declare that God is holy. And yet we want to be a people in the world, transforming the world. We want to be a a people who are missionaries. And so what does it look like to be holy people and to be missionary people? What does it look like to be holy? What does holiness mean? In Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, we have these pictures of holy and worthy These creatures, this God we're trying to get to know and have a relationship with, who's not like us, we're told. And holiness is simply, in its simplest form, is just what God is like. We don't have another word that is just applied to God. He is holy, that's who he is. And it has something of purity, it has something of perfection, but holiness goes beyond those things. It is the nature and character of who God is. And it is said three times. And when something is biblically said three times, it's a way of saying very, 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 very. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. John is given this vision of a holy God who alone is worthy, who alone can receive glory and honour and power, who created all things, who planned all things. That is the God that we worship. And the story moves on in this kind of timeless picture in Revelation 4 and 5. There is a need for somebody to bring the nature of who God is to humanity. And nobody, no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open this scroll in heaven. Nobody could look inside it. And John bursts into tears because no one is able to do what is needed. And one of these elders around the throne says to John, Do not cry. The lion of the tribe of Judah has won the battle. This amazing lion, this powerful lion, he is the root of David. He is able to break the seven seals and open the scroll. And then John looks and he doesn't see a lion. He sees a lamb that looked as if he had been put to death. He stood at the center of the area around the throne. The lamb was surrounded, just like God in the previous picture, by four living creatures and the elders. It has these many sevens, this presence of the spirit, the seven horns, the seven eyes. The seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And the Lamb is able to take this scroll 
And the song changes. You are worthy to take the scroll and break open its seals. You are worthy because you were put to death. With your blood you bought people for God. They come from every tribe, people and nation. No matter what language they speak, you have made them members of a royal family. You have made them priests to serve our God. They will rule, rule on the earth. And then millions of angels speak and surround and they declare, the lamb who was put to death is worthy. He is worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength. He is worthy to receive honor and glory and praise. And the whole of creation and heaven and earth come together and they all sing praise and honor to the one who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. There is a picture here of what God is like and what God has done. A holy God who has brought the nations, the world to himself through his holiness, through his perfection. We are a people made to love and to worship. You are not a, a head on a stick. You are not just somebody who thinks and therefore is. That is an old philosophy and a lie. I think therefore, therefore I am is not a Christian way of thinking. I love, therefore I am. We were made by this loving, holy, powerful God to live out love and worship. Brains are great. Thinking's fantastic. But we were made to be lovers of a pure and holy God. And there is a sense that every time those uh, elders look and say holy, every time they worship, they see more of God and they learn more about him. But they're worshipping from all their hearts, all their minds, all their strength, everything that they have. These are lovers of God, not thinkers about God. And they worship. This is a God who is perfect. And we know Jesus comes and lives this perfect life. And this is a picture of what happens in heaven. When one comes who's lived this perfect life, who is God, who is man, and he is able to release all of who God is to all of the people on the earth who will receive it. They declare his worthiness, and he makes the earth worthy and right with God. I want to be thinking about holiness and righteousness. I know it's a fortnight between we do all of these talks, but just to keep thinking about what does it mean to live holy? What does it mean to be right with God? This is the end of the Bible, but it's kind of the beginning of the story of who God is and who Jesus is and how who they are affects us. God is holy and perfect, and we can't come near to him until we receive what Jesus has done for us. And this is an eternal picture of heaven, of the cross, of Jesus dying for us, of our sins being paid for, and his holiness, his righteousness 
allowing a meeting with God and our, his righteousness being passed on to us that we might rule on the earth. Let's worship in the context of knowing who that is. I know this is a simple truth that you've heard before, but that sense of just marveling at God's holiness, at his righteousness, at what we get invited into is key to who we are. And we're all about accountability a lot of the time and, and, and working, making sure that we're moving towards God and doing the things we do to be good disciples, to keep building that. But actually, we are what we love. And yes, accountability is wonderful. But if we don't have a worshipful picture of a God who we love, of a holiness we bow before, of a righteousness that we know we have that we don't deserve, that God's made just for us, Jesus has lived this life and led us into, then we are playing around at some kind of discipleship process that we're in charge of. And we fall on our faces in front of a holy God and just say, holy, holy, holy. We are lovers. We are worshippers. And everything can begin to be transformed. And we can be the missionaries we've always dreamed of being because we have bowed the knee and said, holy, holy, holy. And at that place of holiness, we are all equal. The greatest and the least of us because we are nothing in the face of his holiness. We're only welcome there because of the lamb who was slain, the lion of Judah, Jesus, our saviour. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Let's continue to worship him.